Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. But first, before I do that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you're just sick of focusing on just weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And this is usually, I find that it's outside of the training and nutrition protocol, which is actually going to lend itself very well to today's topic. So we'll dive into that a little bit more. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can find the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me on Instagram if you have any more questions. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next uh, couple months as well too. If you just want to learn more about a body recomp, I have my masterclass on body recomp, what it is, how to do it, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. Next, if you haven't yet, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore, and that's where I'm most active on social media. And then lastly, if you have enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. And that topic today is the five pillars of a body recomp. Okay. so. Again, these are my five pillars for a successful body recomp. And again, body recomp being we have short-term, we have long-term. Short-term body recomp is that simultaneous fat loss, uh, muscle gain. That's the that's what people are always searching for, right? But unfortunately, we know that slows down over time. Then we have a long-term body recomp where this is over time, you're gaining muscle and losing body fat through different phases of nutrition. And that's where people end up at some point. Uh, if you want to continue to make gains there. And so I have my five pillars to this, right? I wanted to make this uh, podcast because I wanted to show you that I want to show you what role the first three pillars have. And, but I also want to show you that the last two pillars also play a massive role in body recomp and they're often overlooked. And sometimes it might not be your training or nutrition program. That's the reason you're stuck, right? It, it, it could be your lifestyle or mindset um, that are holding you back. But these, they, these, also maybe making your first three pillars tougher or easier to manage. And we'll talk about that. So I talked about, there's always one or two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol. And that's what I'm talking about here. So we'll dive into that. So when someone wants to look better, they just look at their training or they just look at their nutrition, right? It's, oh, I need to be, I need to be on a better program. I need to train harder. I need to train more nutrition. Oh, I just need to make better food choices. I need to eat less. I need to stop drinking, whatever it may be. And these are vitally important to a body recomp. But I, th- I think people get so caught up in those that they forget to, they overlook the other ones. So it's, yes, those are the things you need to do, but what are the things that are, what's your mindset towards them? What's your lifestyle? These are all going to be things that impact that because, you know, for example, I had a conversation with a client the other day where, you know, we've really been struggling in the fat loss phase and, and I had to have this like kind of heart to heart conversation with him. I'm like, look, man, like you want to drop body fats. Like or he he said something along the lines of, okay, so we've tried these strategies. These aren't working. Like, what do you got for me? And it's just, look, it's... The strategies, like, yes, they can help, but at the end of the day, it ultimately comes down to if you're not seeing the fat loss results that you want to see, we have to take a step back and look at, okay, you say you want to do this, but then your lifestyle is completely off or again, you're, 
you have events multiple times a week. You're a very social person. And it's, it's not that you don't have to do those things, but you're not making any sacrifices within those. And that's, again, the choices you're making are not in line with you dropping body fat. So it's, again, it's, we could sit here and say, Hey, you need a calorie deficit. That's great. Your protein could be perfect. Your meal timing could be perfect. But again, if the lifestyle is off, maybe your mindset's off, what's going to be like, um, trying to fit a square, a round hole in the square peg or whatever that saying is there on that. So hopefully that kind of makes sense with that. So you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, you don't have to have any of these be like quote unquote perfect. Okay. So like when I go over these five pillars, you don't have to be dialed in on every single one, but if one is lacking your results or the sustainability of the of the results will be impacted. So what I mean by this is if, um, you're doing a calorie deficit, but again, your lifestyle doesn't match up to it. You like to go out multiple times a week. You like to have five plus drinks per night. You like to go out to eat three, four plus times per week, and you don't want to moderate how much you have. That's going to anchor your results a little bit. Also, if we take, you maybe have the the perfect macro setup, perfect nutrition setup, perfect training setup, but then your mindset's all or nothing when, oh, hey, you have one uh, meal that's off. And then now all of a sudden you just, you're done for the, like your whole day goes off again. Your mindset's going to hold you back there. It's not the, the actual program, which again, that can indirectly impact that. But again, it's your mindset there that is, is going to continue, continually hold you back no matter what strategy or protocol you, you put in there. So when working with a new client, whether it be through the initial phone call intake form or in their first four weeks, we are looking for which pillars, pillar or pillars are holding them back the most, right? And we find this out through asking questions, them communicating things to me. And then also when we actually start the coaching process, actually getting in there, getting some data on them and seeing how they are from week to week. So let's dive into the five pillars. The first one here is weight training. So this builds muscle. This is mandatory for a body recomp. You have to build, you have to weight train in order to build strength and muscle. Muscle has many benefits ranging from an improved look, which is what most people are going farther with that to better blood sugar management. More muscles also just maintaining it when you're dropping body fat is going to help. It's going to help keep your look there. And then also you know, when you do lose muscle in the weight loss process, it really makes it just spikes up hunger and it makes it more likely that you're going to regain weight. Again, more muscle means you're going to be stronger, right? Like that's going to help you as you age. So there are a ton of benefits of muscle. And then also while itself isn't going to increase your energy expenditure a ton, but is going to allow you to stay at a um, not as light of a body weight, which is going to be helpful from, again, an energy expenditure standpoint. That's going to, you're going to burn more calories throughout the day because you're at a little bit of a higher body weight. It is, it is costly to build and maintain. So there's going to be a little bit of an energy intake, energy expenditure uptick there with that, which is going to be great for your, which is going to be helpful from a weight management standpoint and body composition standpoint. Most new clients are lifting weights. So in saying this, when a lot of people come to me, a lot of people are lifting weights uh, when they work with me, right? I'm sure if you listen to this, you most likely lift weights. But the issue I see here is they aren't doing it in a way that tells your body to build more muscle at least as effective slash efficient as it could be. So this could be whether they're inconsistent with their training. Okay, they are lifting, but they're inconsistent. It could be they're just not choosing the correct exercises. It could be that their execution and technique is are off. It could just be that they're not recovering. Maybe they're just doing too much volume. Maybe their goal like in the weight training session isn't necessarily where it needs to be. Okay, you're lifting weights, but you're just like going in for the pump or you're just going in to get your heart rate up. Again, it's like 
your weight training, which is great. You're probably going to build some muscle, but to really continue to see results, you need to fine tune that. So that's a kind of a big thing there where yes, a lot of people are weight training, but again, they're not optimizing it because of the way that they're going about it. But that is the first pillar, right? To me, that's one of the most important things that we do here is getting somebody on a good weight training routine to build muscle for their body composition and strength and then all the other benefits of building muscle. Number two is going to be movement. This is the next kind of pillar here. It's movement not only will increase your energy expenditure, which will help manage your weight, therefore your body composition, but it also improves your overall health and it can help with your uh, appetite. Just getting out, just moving, exercising, like that's good for your overall health, right? We know that it can help with uh, blood sugar management from a cognitive aspect. It's going to be great for your brain health. And then also with the appetite side of things too, it, it does a really good job of helping you regulate your appetite. AK, basically you have a better your energy intake is uh, match matches your energy expenditure much more closely when you do that versus when you're sedentary you're you're, you're not getting not, it's not great for blood sugar management it's not great from like a brain health perspective um and then you also just you don't regulate your appetite as well you you tend to overconsume calories much easier when you're sedentary and so we focus on movement through cardio steps and activities that the client enjoys usually We'll have one to two dedicated cardio sessions. This is dependent on the time availability and the client's goals. Also have them hit a step goal for each day, right? So it's like the cardio training is going to be there to build up your um, cardiovascular system, which is going to have a lot of benefits um, on your body composition. Uh, and just overall health as well. So that's dedicated training there. Then we have steps. And this is just there to help a client make sure that they get their overall activity levels up and they don't become sedentary outside of their training. And it's also lower uh, impact, um, which is great for recovery and everything like that. So you get that energy expenditure increase without the um, downsides of higher intensity um, type training there with that. And, and then also activities that the client enjoys, right? So if they also like to play sport or they like to do something that they enjoy, like just any type of activity that they enjoy, like that's also going to count towards that. And what I like about steps is like on days that you do your cardio training, that can count towards your steps. Days that you do a sport or something that you enjoy, that can count towards your steps. So steps have this, they have a lot of flexibility in them in terms of uh, what you can do. So that's why I like those. So for most people, it's working on increasing movement, but there are some people who move too much compared to their recovery. So there's some people that will do a lot of cardio. They maybe move 20,000 plus steps a day. And it's like for them, we're not trying to continue to increase their steps. There's, there is this like sweet spot there with that, unless they're recovery uh, matches up uh, to that. So number three is nutrition. Obviously we know nutrition plays a big role in how you feel and your overall health, um, but it also plays a massive role in managing your body composition. Uh, you can work out all you want, but if you eat just eat too many calories or lack protein, these are just a few examples of mistakes that I see, you're not going to improve your, your body composition. So really what I'm trying to get at there is you could be on the perfect training program. You can move uh, a good amount, but if your nutrition is off and you don't have, let's say on a scale of one to five, it's at a one, you, no matter how much training you do, like you're always probably going to be somewhat limited in your results in terms of your body composition. Now in saying that you're going to, you're going to get all those benefits from the movement from the exercise, you're going to get all that benefit from building muscle. So long as like protein isn't super low, cause you know, that can impact it. But either way, even if you just weight trained and say you did go low protein, like, yeah, you would be limiting yourself from a muscle standpoint, but there still is like independently some important things that can happen by just exercising regularly. Right. Uh, but again, you can start to see here where, you know, maybe you're at a five on movement, you're at a five on training, but then when it comes to nutrition, you're at a one that's going to impact your results. It's going to limit how far, how much, how much you can see from a result uh, standpoint. 
And so again, like a lot of times people are like, well, I'm training. Why am I not seeing results? And then, then you look at their nutrition and it's, there's no structure. They overconsume calories regularly. And again, that's going to be something there that is going to hold you back. So nutrition plays a big role. At some point, if you're training a ton, your training's perfect, but you're not seeing the results you want. The nutrition's the one you got to look at. Well, I used to be here. I used to train all the time. I was active, but I just wasn't super happy with my physique. I, I knew I could have more muscle and really it just came out in nutrition, right? I wasn't nutrition was just random. There was no structure to it whatsoever. So again, this plays a massive role in a body comp, body recomp. And we need to make sure that we, again, your nutrition doesn't have to be at a five. Very rarely is a client's nutrition at a five. If we're at a one, we want to start to bring it up to a two. If we're at a two, we probably want to bring it up to a three. If we're at a three, we want to bring it up to a four. I think once you hit four or five with nutrition, you've probably maxed it out and, and, your, and your focus is going to be on these other pillars as well that you want to look at. Probably these last two that I'm going to go into. So again, nutrition plays a massive role um, in this because again, you could expend as much energy as you want, but if you're not, say you want to drop some body fat and you're consuming too many calories, you're not going to drop body fat as you would like. So again, the, the nutrition is going to play a big role here. All right. So here's the, the final two. And these are the ones that I think people overlook and they hold people back more than they think. These are the bottlenecks that I initially uh, talked about here. So the first one's lifestyle. So there's a lot of things that can fall into this category. Just a few examples of what would fall under lifestyle, your sleep habits. If sleep's off, that's going to impact your training. That's going to impact your nutrition. That's going to impact your body composition. So again, sleep habits are really at the kind of they're the most important, like probably one of the most important lifestyle factors there is. So again, these this place a high priority on the sleep side of things. We need to make sure that sleep is at least somewhat decent. You have to sleep eight to 10 hours a night. I understand a lot of people have kids, they have responsibilities. It's hard to do that, but we want to find ways to improve sleep quality, sleep habits, sleep hygiene, whatever you want to call it. And again, we do this, we meet the client where they're at, and then we improve from there. Let's see what their limiting factor is with that. Some big mistakes I see made with sleep, obviously just not getting enough. That's a big one. But I think people stress about that too much and then they... But there's some things that they can do that help out. So like caffeine is going to be a big one for sure. Don't have any too close to bed. Your overall caffeine intake, if you're getting poor sleep, maybe you dial that back a little bit. Just a ton of phone time, like right before bed, maybe in bed, that's going to decrease your sleep quality. So we want to make sure we don't do that. Just getting into a good, not having a bedtime routine, just like doing something like watching like a scary movie or again, maybe doing work and then trying to fall straight to sleep right after that. That's going to be a struggle. You want to try to get some sort of wind down routine for about 30 minutes or so. Just tell your body that it's time to fall asleep or that it's time to just fall asleep. Those are a few things there that I see, but sleep habits are going to be uh, super important. Next, we have stress management methods. So a lot of people, they manage their stress by doing things that just increase stress, whether maybe in the moment it feels good, but on the long term, it like increases stress, right? The, the the big thing here that I'm thinking of would be like alcohol, right? So I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine to like wind down to um, take the edge off of the day. And that probably isn't the best way to manage stress. Again, maybe in the moment it feels that way. Um, but again, that's not going to be great. Another poor stress management technique would be coping through food. Another even another one would be new, uh, training as well. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm stressed. So I'm going to get a super intense workout in that helps me feel good. And I do think that can help, but if we're always so high on that intensity scale and then maybe we don't get good sleep and then we also don't have the greatest stress management methods, you're going to be banging your head against a wall there on that. That's super important. We look at, hey, are we, do we have good, can we improve our stress management techniques there on that? And there's other ones, but those are probably the three most common on that. And again, this is very dependent on the client. Next, we have your environment. So obviously the environment you 
are in is going to play a big role. If you're with somebody that doesn't really care about their health and fitness, that's definitely going to make things challenging. If you have a family that that isn't into it too much, that's going to make things challenging. If you have a friend group that's not into it, again, this is going to make things very challenging. You can get, a, you can do it, but it's going to anchor. It's going to be tougher. You're going to feel like you're going uphill with it. And, you know, so from that standpoint, it's okay. So we have two options. Can we manage that environment better? Or can we somehow change that environment in general to where you don't have to put yourself in those situations? I, I find that it usually comes down to a combination of both, right? It's take my client, for example, that he's a social person. He wants to go out uh, regularly, which is fine. Again, we want to find ways to do that. But now it comes down to, okay, so you have two options here. You either cut back on how often you do that, or you find ways to improve within those events, right? Or those social events. And if you can't do that, if you can't improve what you do with within those social events, then for you, unfortunately, it might have to be dialing back how often you go. But then we have to look at from an overall health perspective, mental health perspective, is that great for you? Um, and if it's not, then you just have to realize that at some point that's going to hold you back and you might not see the results that you want to see. You might think that you want to get there, but then you know, you you actually don't want to. That's a conversation that we have at some point. Overall planning, organization of your time. So if you're all over the place, you're not organized, you don't have a plan for the day, like that's going to hold you back. That's definitely a lifestyle habit there that can be improved. And we want to have some sort of routine structure to our day. You don't have to have it nailed down to the T every single day, but having something that kind of keeps you, it's having the bumpers when you bolt. You're not for sure going to like Still, you still might not get a strike every time, but you're at least going to get within the ballpark. It keeps you within that range there. And this kind of goes back to your environment, but who you spend the most time with. So again, somebody that maybe isn't in line with what you want from a health and fitness perspective, that's going to make things more challenging. Again, with this particular client, he talked about this like clash of cultures, basically. And we talked about that's definitely going to make things challenging. Again, there with that, it's either having that conversation or just you really trying to improve, find ways to work within that. Um, And then hopefully over time, maybe things start to, maybe you guys are on opposite ends and they start to get a little bit closer there. If these are off, your results are going to be impacted. If you have poor stress management and sleep poorly, this could impact how hard you push in your training slash what you can recover from. You know, again, people, maybe they don't get great sleep, but they're like, oh, I'm, I want to build more muscle. So I'm just going to go balls to the wall. I'm just going to keep going, going, but you have poor stress management techniques and you sleep poorly. Like you're only going to be able to do so much until you can get that lifestyle side of things dialed in. And people don't want to hear that. That's the boring side of stuff. No, it's got to be, I got to find this like perfect technique. I got to find this like perfect exercise, this perfect training routine. That's what it is. But really it comes down to the things outside of the gym are causing you to hold back there. I had this analogy with another client where, you know, he he had a very stressful time in his life and he didn't really back off training. And I told him, I went hard. I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I, I told him, I'm like, basically what you're doing there is you're like, you're in a car, you're trying to go faster and you're pushing down on that gas as hard as you can. It's like, it's not going to go any faster. You already have maxed out how fast you're going to go at, at, in that particular time, right? Maybe you're in a Prius at, at that point because your sleep's off. But then when we get to sleep's better, then you're in a Ferrari and you can start to, you can start to go a little bit faster, um, but you're at your max uh, for that there. So again, these things do impact um, how hard you can push in your training and what you can in, recover from, but also it's going to impact how your body handles the food you give it. So if sleep's off on a stress management's high, our stress is high in general, that could impact how your body handles the food that you give it as well too. Or it could also impact how hungry you get, right? You get poor sleep, maybe insulin sensitivity is a little bit lower. Maybe you're hungrier now. These things are going to impact the first three as well too. And then, so the final one here is going to be your mindset. So you could have the best training or nutrition program, but if your mental game is off, your results are going to be limited. Some examples of 
mindsets here. It's going to be all or nothing thinking, right? So what I talked about earlier, oh, I missed a workout this whole week screwed. Now I'm just not going to work out the rest of the week. Oh, I had a bad, I had a bad snack. Now I'm just, let's screw it. I'm just going to do whatever the rest of the day for nutrition. It's like you let that one thing turn into a ton of negatives. And then now that one thing wasn't the issue. It was how you responded to it, right? So your all or nothing thinking is, is hurting you there. And that's going to hold you back. Um, perfection mindset. Again, hey, it's very similar to all or nothing thinking, but oh, hey, everything has to be perfect. Otherwise, what's the point? Again, that's that's a poor mental mindset um, there. How you deal with setbacks and failures. This is going to happen. You're going to have them happen in, in your fitness journey. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal with a setback? How do you deal with a uh, failure? Maybe something didn't go the way you want it. Do you, again, get to that all or nothing? Or do you, you know what? Hey, this was a learning experience. I'm going to get better next time. I know this is a journey. Again, how you deal with that's going to be key. If that mental game is off, you're going to hold yourself back with the results that you're going to see. Negative self-talk, lack of self-compassion, like, oh, you know, I just always screw up or I'm never going to do this because that's just how I am. It's, that's, again, going to hold you back. You know, that's in your mind and you can work around that. The comparison game, like, oh, how come so-and-so does this? And then, you know, they see results where I try so hard and this is where I'm at. The comparison game is uh, that's a loser mindset, right? You're, you, that's somebody else. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know their specific um, situation. So again, we don't want to get into that. Um, lack of patience. Oh, hey, I've been, I I had a good week. I don't understand why this happens. That was only one week. You got to put, you got to string together week over week. This takes time. People don't just see the results after three months. You see some results, but you're not going to get to that dream goal that you want to be at. It's going to take time to get there. Seeking external validation, right? Oh, I need people to tell me that I'm seeing results because if I don't get that, then why am I doing this? Like you need to make sure that you do this for yourself. Otherwise, if you don't, you have, you're always trying to seek that external validation. That's going to be an uphill battle for you. And then another example here would be like not wanting to get uncomfortable. So what I mean by that is someone, maybe they experience a little bit of hunger and they're like, I got to eat. I can't do this. This sucks. Or again, they want to drop body fat, but then anytime they get offered a drink or food, they're like, yep, I'm taking it because again, they don't want to get uncomfortable. They can't get uncomfortable and, and, and say no. Or maybe you had a rough day and the last thing you want to do is get to the gym. So instead you pick the comfortable route of staying home and not doing anything, right? Unfortunately, because you don't want to get uncomfortable because you want everything to... This kind of goes back to the motivation thing as well too, where I feel like that's you staying comfortable. Oh, I just need to get motivated again. No, you need to work through those low motivation periods and understand that you still need to push yourself to go get done what you want to do, right? At the end of the day, maybe it's a misalignment of your goal and what you actually want to do to get there. But if you're just going to rely on motivation, it's always always going to be up and down there on that. And that's another source of not getting uncomfortable. And so I find these last two, the mental side and lifestyle are the two pillars that hold people back more than they think. They all work synergistically though, right? The last two pillars can make the first three more effective and easier to manage to do, right? Again, if you have great mindset, if your lifestyle's in a great spot, it's going to really allow you to be able to see much, to, to really push those first three. It's going to be easier to do it. You're going to, your result, your body's just going to be more receptive to anything you do to it. But I also think though the first three pillars can also improve the last two. You start exercising, weight training, staying active. That in turn is going to help you maybe with sleep, right? You're going to feel um, more tired. I also think that will build confidence and that confidence is going to help build up your mindset. I think by exercising, that can help you make better choices within your environment, uh, can help put you in better environments. So I think they all work They all work synergistically. And if any one is off, it's going to impact another thing, right? So hopefully that was helpful. If you guys have any questions on this, let me know. That's it for today's episode. And I will chat with you guys next time. 
Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.